0: Hey there VHL, this is b 10 and you are listening to Jardy's Hecking Podcast. Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to Jardy's Heckin' Podcast, Episode 2. I'm your host, JardyB10. And uh boy, we got a we got a thick amount of things going on here. Um, it is well, it is currently May 20th, 2021, uh, 640 p.m. Central Standard Time. Um and yeah, uh, day one of the season was today, technically. Maybe it was day two for the actual VHL. Yes, of course, I am mistaken. Um, day two of the VHL. Uh, day one of VHLM. The only league that matters, of course. Um, and yeah, we just got through an offseason. Uh, eventful offseason, I might add. Um, so I imagine today I'll be going over some drafts probably focus more on the vhlm draft because it's more relevant to me and if you're listening to this podcast you obviously just want to hear me talk about myself and things relating to me uh, you don't want to hear about that other shit. Uh, but i guess there was a there was a little bit of drama um, involving I'm, i have kind of sidestepped not really involving the draft involving a few other things that aren't me related Um, that I haven't totally had time to unpack, like there was some maybe free agency bombs being dropped, some retirement bombs being dropped. Um, So I want to address those, even though I don't know what they are yet. We're going to learn it together. Obviously, I'll pause it, um, form an opinion, and then speak, Um, and you guys will be treated to some clicking sounds, uh, much like this probably don't actually need to be pausing the podcast when I do that. I can probably just be clicking on random shit. Oh, I shouldn't have did that. Oh, God. Oh, wait. Where's my button? Okay, there we go. Yes. Prime podcast content here. Um, but before we get into VHL things, uh, I guess we'll, we'll go a little, little little, personal notes. Some personal notes. Um, as I said, it's May long weekend. Um... And you may or may not have heard me bitch about this in the past, but I've been working a lot. Uh, So like yesterday at noon, um, we got off work for like five days. So I have days off until uh, Monday night. And then I'll drive drive to the place I'm staying, near Lloydminster, in a town called Maidstone. And, which reminds me I should, oh, that reminds me of a number of things to do anyway. Uh, Stay the night there and then return to work Tuesday morning uh, as for May-long weekend plans. I know my friend wanted to go camping, but I've been checking the forecast and it's not the best. It's not the worst. Um, So tomorrow is supposed to be shitty and cold. And then Saturday is supposed to be decent-ish, like 13 degrees, 15 degrees uh, Celsius. And then Sunday is a little bit warmer yet. And then Monday it's definitely going to rain, it's going to be miserable, but I mean, that'll be a travel day. Uh, I eventually opted not to go camping, um, just because a lot of few people pulled out, and for me to go camping is a bit of a hassle, I have to, oh, once again, that reminds me, (laughs) I'm supposed to swap work vehicles, but I would have to swap work vehicles, and drive to my parents' farm, then pick up my camper, and then drive at three hours to Waskasu, Actually, no. First, I have to drive it here and then drive to Watskisu and then drive it back during the fucking rainstorm on Monday and then come back to Saskatoon and then pack and then drive to Maidstone. It's just a lot. Um, whereas, I'm just gonna take it easy today, take it easy tomorrow. I'll be able to... Honestly, I don't think I'll be able to finish recording this podcast before my roommate gets home. I'm still yeah, I still don't do shit like that in front of people. Don't be crazy. Um, so I'll probably finish recording it tomorrow and then, you know, on Saturday or Sunday, it'll be nice and, uh, or nice-ish anyway. It's never nice on May long weekend and I can, I don't know, have patio drinks with my friends or do drugs or something. I don't know. The world will be my oyster. Um, so yeah, that's what's going on with me. Um, but yeah, these podcasts are always long as fuck, like I'm five minutes in and I haven't actually talked about anything. Um, I noticed last time I, I don't know if I should save this for my three-pointer, but fucking whatever, I'll always have content for the three-pointer. No, I've changed my mind, I'm definitely going to save this for the three-pointer. Actually no, I changed my mind again, I'm not going to save this for the three-pointer, I will just save whatever I don't get to for the three-pointer. That's probably still dumb. Whatever. Um, anyway, I missed, I missed some questions from Eagles fans, um, so I'll just ask answer those right now. Question the first: What prompted me to come back check the VHL? I may have covered that on my first podcast, but the answer is um, an April Fool's joke on the Discord uh, made me come check in, and then was like, "Hey, I'll recreate. Why the fuck not?" Uh, He next asked, do I even know who Beavis is? Yes. Beavis was around before I left. Um, Maybe even for a year-ish. Probably not quite that long. He was around for a few months anyway. And I recognized him as a good young boy. Um, And yeah, he became commissioner after I left. I think he replaced me. Um, And he, in the three years since, he's, I don't know, burnt out and died. Um, So... He's not not super active anymore, it seems. He, even when I was coming back, I saw he had made recent posts on the Discord, but I have not seen life from him since, which isn't saying a lot. Like I don't have a lot of time in the day to be on every corner of the VHL at all times. I mean, I've been back for two months, and there's still people who are only now just realizing that I'm here. Uh, such is the nature um, of the VHL, when, especially when we have like so many different areas to communicate. Like I feel active, but I guess like I talk a lot in the locker room. Um, I'm not necessarily making a shitload of posts on the board every single day. Like I'll check in, I'll feel active because I'm checking in and, and keeping up to date. Um, but if I'm not necessarily posting or or doing some reputation whoring things, also I apologize, I forgot to mute my phone again. Um, then uh, Then yeah, I'm not that visible. Uh, the last question is, did, did I know that Eagles fan and Victor met in real life? Yes. I actually recall that as well from before I left, or maybe it's something I remember reading about when I came back last year, briefly, either way, I I do recall you went to, uh, Victor land in England or whatever, and you guys met at a pub and had an awkward conversation or something like that. Um, Uh, that's how I recall you telling that so yeah I did know that and I congratulate you Um, you guys are probably I don't actually remember how old you are but I want to say you guys are probably around the same age because I want to say Jim is around my age and you're a few years younger I don't fucking know anyway you guys are both babies um, and so you're meant for each other Uh, and yeah where the fuck have you been oh your player is gritty I don't, I don't really see you, around. even though I saw you around more when I first came back, I'm realizing now I don't see you, you're not the most active member in the league, I've just been seeing a lot of like the noobs, you know, I see a lot of people like Spartan and and Fishy, I'm not even giving tags for this, um, people like that, uh, but yeah, I guess even though a lot of the olds are still around, they're not uh, big posting hoars, except maybe Beketov, But anyway, thanks for the questions, Eagles fan. And if you guys want to ask me questions, uh, feel free to go to the league discussion. I think I'm actually going to move it to the press conference section because that's kind of what it's for. And also, um, then I can incentivize TPE uh, for asking me questions, which is actually pretty funny because when I first came back and posted that question thread, I was very tempted to... (laughs) Say that uh, people who ask me questions can get TPE, like half as a joke and half as like me not being used to not being commissioner anymore uh, and seeing if I could get away with it. Uh, but turns out that's actually a, a thing. Um, people can, in fact, get TPE for asking podcast questions. Uh, so, yeah, I think I'm going to move that. Anyway, moving on to some shit. Uh, I was going to do like a big section on free agency and trades. Uh, and then I was going through them, and I'm like, uh, I don't know who a lot of these people are or the implications of any of this. Um, I don't know. I also, I don't know if I love, like, the new free agency. Like, it's automated, and that's awesome. But it really does make it hard to see kind of what's going what's going on with, uh, with free agency. Everything is very, very cut and dry. Um unless just free agency was that unexciting this year, which I think I listened to three Papaw. I think that is kind of the case that free agency was just not that exciting. And so there's not a lot of commentary going on in any of these offers. Um, so yeah, I, I don't really know what's happening. I'll just go over some names that I recognize from my brief, brief parade back. There's a uh, young cock. And Dakota Lamb. And who else do we got here? Spencer Ellsby was one of the top defensemen last year. Uh, but, but, let's see. Who else? Who else do I recognize and or has a lot of has a lot of activity? Jacob Carson don't recognize, but that one has five Reacts, so <laughs> that must mean something. Uh, and yeah, that's all for... Oh, Jim Bob. Oh, actually, there's a bunch. I, just, I had clicked, them on, clicked on them already. Jeffrey Pines, Jim Bob, James Rose. Um, all folks who I clicked on <clears throat> and recognized. So, Young Cock, which is t Fonk's player, uh, signed with the DC Dragons. And that was after spending last season in Chicago. Chicago. Um, and most of his career with Malmo. So, this looks like it will be... Youngcock's last season. Um, so clearly it looks like he's counting on DC to be um, a contender, to be the winning team. So good luck with that, Fong. Classic Chinese Fong uh, signing with Dragons. Goddamn Chinese people and their Dragons. Next up we have Dakota Lamb, who went to free agency but uh, just went back to Warsaw. So. Yeah, not nothing crazy there, apparently, judging from the reactions in this topic, nobody is surprised. Then we have Spencer Elsby, also uh, signed back with his previous team, so I guess maybe he's hoping for another strong defensive point season, I guess. Uh, this next one is kind of fun. Uh, Jacob Carson, a goaltender, uh, signed with the Prague Phantoms. That was after spending two seasons as Warsaw's backup. So uh, that's good. I don't know if he has a starting role. He's played two games so far, and I'm pretty sure the VHL has played four games. (laughs) So it could go either way with that one. I don't know if he's got a starting position or not, or if Prague is is, uh, competing or not. for Carson's pot part, part, rather, he's got 482 TPE, which is, I don't know, probably good enough, I guess. Uh, see, his main stats are all around 87, so I mean, he should be decent enough to be a starter, I reckon. Uh, next up we have, oh, that's Jacob Carson. Oh no, I closed the wrong tab, what a fucking idiot. Anyway, next up we have Ryan Schwartz, this is kind of crazy actually. Um, so Gerrain Schwartz is Enorama's player and Enorama is the that uh, is the GM to the DC dragons and he signed his player to um, not the DC dragons to New York Americans. that's weird. That was a weird thing to do. Um, I don't know if he was having cap issues, because didn't I just say, yeah, Fong just sided with the Dragons, presumably to win, um, and yet he let his own shitty player go of 766 TPE, so uh, interesting move there. I guess he's always been, like, I don't actually think he's shitty uh, with 760 TPE, um, but he hasn't, he's yet to have a point per game season, I suppose, maybe he actually does just think he's shitty. He was almost point per game in the season 76 playoffs. Maybe he's just a clutch contender. I don't know. That's a crazy move. I wish I had insight into it. Um, Our next big signing was Jim Bob, that is Jorma, a player, who is retiring this season, and he's taken his last shot with the Prague Phantoms. Um, Yeah, good for Prague, good for Jorma. Um, good luck, fucking losers. Uh, meanwhile, next is Jeffrey Pines, that's Rory's player. He has signed with the Los Angeles Stars, which is where he's always been. So good, good job. Uh, next is James Rose, which is Maddie Ice's player of 1000 TPE. He's in the twilight of his career as well. Um, he signed in Seattle after spending the last, well, half of last season with Riga and half of last season with Helsinki. I'm not certain who he ended the season with. Hopefully he'll well. I guess it doesn't matter. But, um, he didn't win a cup. And I guess he's going to try this year, try to make the Bears become repeat champions. Which is, um, well, I'll talk about that too. Um... Yeah, once we get to trades, which is now. Um, that's all the that's all the notable free agency that I can recognize. Overall, it seems like Prague had the most successful um, free agency period. So, I guess that's probably why a lot of uh, a lot of people in predictions seem to think they were the favorites. They did get Jim Bob. They got a goalie, or maybe re got a goalie. I forget. It's been, it's now uh, it's now May twenty first. <laughs> Since I started that sentence, um, a day has gone by. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's what's going on in the world of free agency. Uh, moving into the VHL draft, um, I'm increasingly realizing that (laughs) this maybe isn't the best podcast content for me personally, because again, I'm just still not really familiar enough, um, with anything to know the significance behind anything pretty much, um, like, I don't know, not super familiar with, with all the players or how the teams are doing or what the implications of all these draft picks are. But I mean, I'll cover I'll cover some general things. Like The very first observation I wanted to make is that I, you can really see the cyclical nature of the VHL in play looking at the first round of the draft. Because um, you've got Calgary, Moscow, Davos, London, and what was that it? Those all—all all those teams have um, two first-round draft picks. Um, Riga as well. So you can kind of see—I don't know if this wasn't necessarily the case, but you can kind of see the, you know, typical play of competitive teams trading away their first-round draft picks to rebuilding teams. Um, if I'm not mistaken, none of those teams made the playoffs, and if they did, they were basically not factors. Maybe London did. I see they have a pick. Their pick was 12th overall, which would indicate to me that would be a playoff position, Um, I suppose. Yeah, no, it's pretty much it. Um, So yeah, let's let's take a look at how these teams did. Um, And maybe that's how I'll do it. Maybe instead of kind of going through the draft, or there's so many rounds, so I certainly don't want to you know, talk about each individual pick, um, but maybe once I approach a new team, I'll see what kind of picks they were making and give some real um, educated analysis on it. So, looking at first overall, uh, Calgary Wranglers got it via New York's pick. Um, and as a quick side note, um, I was listening to Phillips' podcast the other day, Philip Knight, Philip the Rock Johnson Knight. Uh, and he was saying, someone asked in his uh, in his press conference question thread, uh, which teams he would move around or shuffle if he could kind of thing. And one of the things he said was uh, like the original teams, like the teams that had all been here since he joined um, would be like locks, like he wouldn't move them. Uh, and I was thinking about that because a little bit earlier, I was reading some of the old uh, VHL, 20 and 20 or I guess it's 40 and 40 now some of the old historical articles and I was reading an article about the short bus and one thing I never realized was that uh it was Robbie Zimmers who moved uh the Hamilton Canucks to the New York Americans in the first place um and for me like when I joined uh the New York Americans were like historically you may or may not know um the league liked to make fun of Bastarres because they had like a 25 season cup drought. They won in season one and then not again until like season 25 or something like that. Um, but for me, uh, that when I joined, the New York Americans were the only team that uh, hadn't won a cup, or maybe they had just won a cup. Um, but for me, they were they were my version of the Vesteris, uh Eagles like they were the team I was just like you're historically awful um and fuck you New York um and now that I know that like or remember that Robbie Zimmers was the team was the guy who put the team in New York in the first place I would not be against uh if it ever came up I would not be against relocating New York (laughs) um somewhere else it feels bad to me that uh Robbie Zimmers has a legacy in the league which is maybe harsh to say, but I'm a I'm a pretty harsh guy. And while we're talking about New York, I just noticed that they don't have any picks until the fourth round, so they must have uh, pushed for a cup win recently, and maybe they got it. I don't know. I'm not a fucking history book. My name's not Victor Alfredson. Um, but yeah, anyway. Also, their logo is kind of similar to uh, London's these days. They're kind of a uh, Equal and opposites in a way. Anyway, I've gone off track. We're starting with Calgary with their first overall pick. Um, they picked Nils Tellender, who has the second most t- At the time of the draft, unless this is continually updated, but at the time of the draft, he had the second most TPE among draftees. Um, so obviously he's not um, a shock to go number one. He seemed to be a lock for the top three. Uh, just judging from this gap, um, in TPE, uh, is nearly 50 more than <clears throat> anyone else outside of that top three. Um, excuse me. Uh, but yeah, apparently, uh, the user, Patrick Tillinder, uh, is Calgary's assistant GM. So a guy would think that, uh, a guy would think that had something to do with the draft pick, um... It seemed to me that uh, STZ, STZ's player, Hard Markinson, was probably the favorite to go first overall. Um, just due to the fact that he is kind of the highest earned player so far. Not by huge margin, like fucking 30 P- TP needs like nothing um, in the grand scheme of things. But uh, he historically makes very good players. Um, but it seems like Calgary maybe didn't necessarily have a defensive need. Um, and yeah, they already had their, they have an assistant GM, uh, maybe just made sense to draft his player. Um, and if I wanted to get deep into speculation, maybe, uh, maybe that's a sign that Reiser, is he the GM? Yeah. Maybe Reiser is looking to step down within the next eight seasons and he's just, uh, trying to set up, set up till to take over. Not that the GM makes that decision, but, uh, I was talking in my last podcast about, uh, about commissioner sort of thought process behind naming GMs. And I mean, if the guy had a fucking player on the team already and he applied to be a GM, <clears throat> that would probably work in his favor. So speculation, expect a racer to step down within the next eight seasons. Um, so yeah, they got him first overall, and then their next pick in the first round was at eighth overall, and they picked Alex. They picked, pardon me, Alex Johnston, who uh, is still in the VHLM. Uh, he's pretty much right at the cap, mind you, but it appears that he is playing for the Philadelphia Reapers. Oh boy, um, they just made a big trade this afternoon for fucking Miami's best player. Uh, But, yeah, Alex is controlled by the user AlexJ32, who joined just this year um, on March 31st. So he joined, like, the day before I came back. Um, Which, yeah, it's pretty impressive that uh, (laughs) he joined the day before I returned. I didn't create right away, but he must have created, essentially, that day. And the fact that he worked all the way up to 250 TPE... Well, now he's at 250, but at the time he's at 217 in just a couple of months. That is actually incredibly impressive. Um, and he hasn't, yeah, he hasn't created a lot of topics. Um, so I don't know what he's doing. How is he getting this TPE? Did I just uncover a fucking conspiracy? The answer is no. He's just been uh, posting graphics every single week. Um, so yeah, what an awesome new member this is. That's a that's a great pick by uh, Calgary, um, and yeah, I'm, I'm really impressed. This guy worked into the first round. I don't even know if my player is going to go in the first round. That's a lie. I kind of do, unless I go inactive, then I won't. But uh, I don't know if I'll go eighth overall. I'll tell you that much. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, he's going to be kicking ass with the Reapers this year. Maybe he'll even get called up. Honestly, I. I feel like uh, Calgary. I don't know. I like Calgary this season. I'm definitely biased because I just like Calgary. Period. Um, but they improved quite a bit when they traded for Phil last season. Uh, Phil's player improved. They traded for Andrew Su, I think, um, who is the top player. Like they're making a bit of a, a light push. Um, so I wouldn't be totally surprised um, if they <clears throat> called up Alex Johnston at the end of the season. I don't know what kind of cap space they're working with or roster space. Um, you know what, maybe I'll look, though. Fuck, I didn't want to spend this much time, but gosh, I'll go look. <laughs> but yeah, actually, looking at their finances, it does indicate to me that they do not have any intention of calling him up. They almost could have. if They thought ahead, perhaps. They do have a little bit of cap space, about $1.5 do and, a half million, and I don't, that's probably not including the um, the new concessions that were announced, um, but, and I don't know if they necessarily qualify for that, they do have three lines of forwards, I think they'd have to pick up an extra defenseman, and then they'd get an extra five million of cap space, if I'm not mistaken, which actually tells me that they have fucking heaps of cap space, if that were the case, so they probably could call him up, um, but it would be, they would potentially have to move out a guy like Guy Lambert, who has pretty much, he has a little bit more TV, might not be earning at the same rate, considering he's a couple seasons younger, um, which means he could catch up <laughs> feasibly. Um, but he is still active, or, yeah, that's pretty much the only guy I could see moving out. Because, yeah, they, like I said, or maybe I didn't say it, but they, they paid uh, Alex Johnson the $3 million. That wouldn't count against it, so that indicates... Um, a intention to lead him down, but, uh, so maybe they won't call him up, but it's, it's an option. I think if anything, they'll maybe use their cap space to pick up another defenseman. Um, defense is kind of where, yeah, it's interesting. They're not particularly really strong on defense, are they? (laughs) They do have a very strong top two pairing with, uh, Prout and Eagles, Cowboy Prout and Tom Eagles. Um, everyone else is kind of young and developing, um, Makes me wonder. Maybe they should have. Maybe they should have drafted Then they'd have pretty much a top four, both for today and future years, kind of locked down. Honestly, um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they make a move for another defenseman. I think perhaps a, an older sort of mid-tier guy would be what they want. Someone slot, slot, yeah, someone to slide into that second pairing, real nice. Um, Anyway, I'm getting a little fucking carried away there. Alex Johnson, great pick at 8th overall. Um, Calgary then didn't have a pick in the second round, uh, but they had one at the top of the third round, um, and they picked Darth Kaprizov, who is another guy who joined this time a day after me, because I believe I I came back uh, on April 1st. So this guy joined April 2nd and created his player, Darth Kaprizov. Um, Is that right? Yeah player and username both Darth Kaprizov um, also a active guy um, he's doing he's at least doing his press conferences every week he's not uh, done any like additional like uh, vhl.coms or anything along those lines but he's definitely doing it I'm assuming he's on welfare or vhlm practice uh, and then press conferences he's getting 60p a week while he's in the BHLM. So he's earning at a, at a reasonable rate here. Uh, he's at 163 TP. <clears throat> and then Calgary's last pick of the draft uh, is Robert Stutzel, who is on Miami with me. Uh, and I'm, I'm pretty jazzed about this guy. Uh, the user Coldex. Uh, he doesn't post on the board too much. Um, and he... Has started uh, posting quite a few. He's been doing graphics and, uh, and VHL.com articles now. He's he's doing additional point tasks. So he's, he's increasing at a higher than welfare rate, which is good. Like, even if you're a welfare player, um, my, my instinct is to shit on welfare players. But they're active. They, they have their uses. Um, <clears throat> but I think if you're uh, earning at a higher rate than that, then you're... I don't know, you're basically, yeah, you're easily, you're pretty much earning, like, twice as much. <laughs> you're, I mean, one point test, that's six TPE. That's how much you would get just by doing, like, the free shit. So you're pretty much doubling your, uh, doubling your output if you're more than a welfare player. Uh, so, yeah, Robert Stutzel, uh, is nearly caught up. He's got 123 TPE already. Uh, and, yeah, he's real active in the Miami locker room, uh, He's just a young boy, um, but I love him. I love young boys. Uh, so that was an awesome pick for Calgary to get uh, that late into the draft. So that's Calgary's draft for you. Next, we'll move on to the Moscow Menace. Um, yeah, I do got to make these shorter, otherwise, this podcast is going to be out of control. But they would, at uh, the top end, had an extremely successful draft. They got both Hard Markinson, STZ, and the Sea Bastard. Also known as the sea bass, is it the sea bass or is it the sea bastard? Oh, just sea bass. Anyway, um, at second and third overall, a defenseman and a centerman, respectively. Uh, Moscow has a pretty young team overall. They have, uh, I think, Duncan Idaho ended up winning rookie of the year, or at least came close, or some shit last year. Uh, yeah, most of their players are. Yeah, you know, they have a bit of a mix, but um, yeah, they. Uh, they have a young, solid roster. Probably aren't going to be competing this year. I can see them perhaps trading away the likes of uh, Cole Newhook or Pietro Angelini this year. Uh, if, if the market is there for them anyway. But uh, other than their first round, they actually had an extremely successful draft besides. So at the top of the second round, they got Yarm- <clears throat> Yarmir Lemieux. Um, at 18th overall, and that is the user hockey is 66. And this guy has been, yeah, he's been posting a VHL.com article in a. I'm just going to call them Fan 590s. He's been posting Fan 590s in media spots pretty much every week. Um, so he's earning at a near maximum rate, or would be. Um, and then you got Mikey Markov at 23rd, who's a was both on Houston with me last season when we got claimed and. Uh, and what's it called? Oh, yes, he's on Miami with me this season, and he's very he's very active in the locker room. I don't know how active is he on boards. I think he's doing uh, – he's definitely attempting to max earn each week, and whenever he doesn't, he's just like, oh, fuck me. Um, so in that regard, he's got to relax. <laughs> so, right. But, yeah, he's, he's doing very well um, activity-wise and earning-wise, and he's going to absolutely – behead the VHLM this year, even on a, a rebuilding team. So that was a very strong pick at 23rd overall. For the rest of the second round, they got um, Leroy Johnson at 29th overall. That's the user Vcobyv, and he was pretty quiet um, as far as posting point tasks go uh, before the draft, but uh, since, since May, really, since the new month, he's been uh, posting a graphic basically every week in both the six-pointers and the two or three-pointers or whatever the fuck they are. Uh, and he's a goalie, <laughs> so we're actually, where, where would he fall into, what, does he have starter potential on Moscow? Uh, certainly not anytime soon. Eagles fan has that starter position locked up, but he is season 74, so he's kind of halfway through his career. Um, and I mean, he'll need a season or two in the VHLM anyway, so uh, so yeah, he's certainly either going to be a strong backup or or whatever. He might get traded. I don't know. Uh, and then at 30th overall, to round out their second round, they got Maddie Takala, uh, who is the user of Moose. Um, and he's a, what I would seems to be an occasional point task poster. <clears throat> so he's definitely earning something every week. He is at 166 TPE. Um, yeah, which is, it was pretty solid. Um, pretty solid to be getting 100 plus TPE guys. Um, I guess that's just commonplace these days, uh, who are still earning. So that was a good, very good second round for Moscow. Their second round was arguably better than their first. It's not, but I mean, it's it's for being second round, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say it was the strongest second round uh, in the draft. Uh, moving on to the third round, they picked up Jolioid, Lloyd, Jordan and uh, which is user CX Squared. He um, seemed to be a little more active with his last player. He's doing pressers and presumably welfare <clears throat> these days. Um, and then they also picked up Johnny Appleweed, Uh, which is Elijah Fong Sung. I I saw him, you know, uh, check in a little while ago. Uh, I don't think he's been posting too much as of lately. So it seems like at this point in the draft, they're dipping into, uh, you know, a little more more dark horse picks. Uh, He certainly has a history of coming on board, but yeah, he hasn't made a post in a month now. And um, their last pick of the draft was a man named Alvin Mack, with the user Pugsud, who oh, actually, yeah, came and <laughs> he's posting the vhl.com article once a month, um, which is less than, more than nothing, although it doesn't seem like he's updated them, uh, as he is still at 30 tpe. So yeah, a bit of a dark horse pick there too. Yeah, this is fucking taking too long. Um, what do I need to do here? Do I break up the draft into multiple... Ooh, that's what I should have did. I should have <clears throat> analyzed the team's draft maybe every week. Although fucking after 16 weeks. Uh, or even, I don't know, maybe I should do four. I was thinking maybe I should have did this for my secondary podcast. Um, but... Uh, here we are. Uh, i got to find a way to speed this shit up. Alright, here's what i do. Scope change. I'm just going to rapid fire things that I find interesting. Uh, so most of it's in the first round. Uh, Devizes player went fifth overall to London. London had a solid first. Yeah, London was another team with two first round draft picks. They got Gricey and, and Devizes, Feller, and Raikkonen. Uh, it's been, yeah, excuse me, I suppose I'll spend some time highlighting, uh, once again, uh, Tui Sova, version 2's player, and what the fuck's this dude's full first name? Anze Mclabs. that's McKelvey's player. It's nice to see returning members uh, going in the first round, performing well. But even nicer than that is seeing new members going in the first round. So the likes of Milk Jugs, uh, Nerdy Cows, who joined... Uh, in late march and went 10th overall and perhaps even a little bit or know, i'll say as impressively uh, 12th overall was Bastion Grice who joined just a week or two later on April 5th that's even later than i um came back he's got quite a bit more TP than me i mean i guess i created like a little bit later if he was in this draft but uh still uh, that's Gracie is is lighting it up so i mean it's pretty unreal that you can Join uh, like a week or two before the trade deadline, and still go in the first round. Uh, so that's that's pretty awesome. I'll also highlight Damian Salducci going at the end of the first round, <clears throat> just because he's a Marlins player. If I'm the Marlins are honestly the most impressive VHLM team. Uh, I think that Thrasher's done a really good job with them. Uh, he's drafted. I don't know. I don't know, just the people he collected on his team are just all so active and just doing so well. Um, uh, Mr. J, who's the assistant GM in Houston now, is an example of which uh, you love to see new dudes being active and, and getting selected high. Uh, although I think Mr. J was in a different draft, but whatever. Uh, I'd be remiss not to shout out Nathan Powers going ninth overall, <clears throat> also of March join. So again, that's not, that was probably more closer to the beginning of the season, but uh, still pretty pretty dope. Um, I better shout out Enigmatic, Aik von Giersenbergen, um, for going 6th overall to Vancouver, looking to be their future starter. They do have two reasonably active goalies at the moment, but I think think Enigmatic is going to surpass them. Obviously, I got to shout out uh, Diamond Ace going 14th overall. Uh, And yeah, there's honestly so many players I would love to shout out especially if they're newer and going early and if I believe in them. But I'm at 40 minutes, and I haven't even talked about myself yet. So, yeah, fuck it. That was kind of the VHL draft. Calgary wins, Moscow wins, probably other teams won. I didn't get to them, though. But let me tell you, those teams that had picks in the top six, they they did well. I think Davos did pretty well, too. I was looking a little bit. um, Or wait, no. No fuck Davos. They did get to Val though, and Tessier. They had a good first round, um, and they didn't really have a shitload of other picks besides that. Uh, Malmo though had a pretty, pretty solid, uh, pretty solid draft <clears throat> overall uh, for having pretty much one pick per round. Or well, that's not true. <clears throat> they had. A first-round pick, and then two second-round, three second-round picks. But they made the most of those three second-round picks. Um, so I think they had a solid draft, too. Whatever. Um, let's move on. Now, here's the draft you really tuned into here. The VHLM draft. Motherfuckers! <clears throat> now, this is a little bit interesting to me, because I don't know necessarily... <laughs> What's how, how you draft when you're VHL MGM, you know? Like do you want to save your high picks for high TP players? Like if you're drafting, for example, there in the first round there were three but essentially well, hold on. One, two, three, four players that were basically two hundred TP or more, and then two more players that were one eighty. So, are you drafting with the hopes of. The cap is 250. Are you drafting with the hopes of getting a very good player for one season? Or are you trying to draft relatively low players so you have good players for two seasons? Um, and what is the number where you think you can get two seasons out of them? Is it 180? It's tough to say. Maybe that is what. I feel like that's maybe what happened here um, in the first round. So, let's go over this. We got uh to the reapers what is that philadelphia i think they picked the aforementioned alex johnston first overall the late joiner crazy tpe earner since then who at the time of the draft had 227 tpe so pretty much guaranteed just one season uh in the vhlm which would suggest a big push this year um for the reapers to win it um but then, meanwhile, at second and third overall, we had um, <clears throat> Masami Aisawasa and Tyler Reinhardt. Um, Reinhardt being a recreate, Zetterberg's a recreate. Um, so he's a strong earner. He very well could be at 250 by the end of the season. Um, and then Aisawasawa... wa. Anyway, I'm going to stop butchering this Japanese name. But (laughs) Crazy Katie Cat uh, isn't a new new member. She joined last year, Um, but maybe I see she's posting in a lot of press conferences. Um, Writes some media spots. She's not earning an insane rate. She very well could be in the VHLM next season as well. Uh, But like at 181 uh, TPE uh, will definitely be a huge boon to. Who the fuck is this? Halifax? Uh, yeah, Halifax this season as well. And then you got someone like Papa Emeritus going forth, the Yukon Rush. Actually, yeah, the Rush took Zitterberg and <laughs> and Bakatov. So they were all over the recreates. Um, and for his part, I think Bakatov's player is going to be a top goalie in the league. Um, that being said, he's. Oh, never mind. That's playoffs. Um yeah he's played in five games which i think is roughly how many we've been through um so yeah i mean that that makes sense solidifying your goaltender position in the vhlm even though it honestly doesn't really matter uh from what i've observed so far if you have a goalie you can stop 90 percent of your shots so in that 85 to 90 range that's uh that's pretty good you can't really ask a lot more than that in this competitive vhlm Time, but yeah, in this <clears throat> in this new BHLM competitive time, I'm also not sure. Yeah, like, is is Beketov gonna earn his way out of the BHLM by next season? We created the same time. He's got we well, he had 157 TP at the time of the draft. Now he has 171. Um, and going from the time of the draft to playoffs, uh, I think is like two months ish, roughly eight weeks, 12 TP a week. That's, uh, 72. All right. No, sorry. back up. That is 84 TPE. That's still wrong. That's 96 TPE. Um, so I don't know. 96? Yeah, I mean, he's pretty much at 250 by the end of the season, so it's a little touch-and-go. Uh, I feel like he could be a backup goaltender <laughs> in the VHL next year. Um... You know, he's very... Uh, from the Board of Governors, I can tell you that Bekatov Oh my god, excuse me, I belched right live on air. Uh, I can tell you that Bekatov is very anti-banking um, TPE or, or withholding point tasks in order to stay back. But in his case, I fucking probably would do that. Because, <laughs> I mean, what good is uh, entering the VHL at 250 TPE? A guy might as well just fucking... Get one more season to be chilling if you can, <clears throat> but we'll see how that plays out. Anyway, uh, Houston had a very successful first round, but again, um, they picked players. Uh, their first round draft picks were definitely focused on winning this season, uh, and they didn't have much else for draft picks until the fourth um, but yeah, they picked up McKelvey's player, who was basically at the cap when they picked, drafted him. <clears throat> and then Milk Chuggs, who also at 220 TPE um, won't be playing beyond this season. So Houston wants to win this year. That was 5th and 8th overall, respectively. Um, meanwhile, the Mexico City Kings, which <laughs> this is kind of funny, actually. They drafted Bastian Grice, 6th uh, overall. Um, and he's currently got 197 tpe but his profile picture is still the old logo you fool you absolute fool bastion get back but yeah there's a guy who <laughs> went first round in both uh, both drafts um then at seventh overall my miami marauders picked mikey markov um at 161 tpe um, and that's another guy who's right on that bubble Like, yeah, he had more TP than Beketov um, at the time of the draft. Uh, He's kind of on the bubble as to whether or not he's going to be in the VHLM next season or not. And from Miami's current competitive stance, they'd probably prefer him down. Um, But we'll see how that works out. Uh, I mentioned Houston got milk jugs at 8th overall, but at ninth overall. And this is where we start getting into those levels where... You can maybe semi-reasonably expect uh, players to be down for two se- Well, not really. That's still kind of bubble levels. Um, but for Ori specifically, Jonathan Ori had 126 TP at the time of the draft. Um, and he's earning at a rate of... He's posted media spots each week. Uh, so he's... I don't know if he's at 12 per week or not. Um, But he's close, if not. Uh, But yeah, at 130 TPE, you can probably expect him to be down for two seasons. Which leads me to 10th overall. Poopy Pee Pants went in the first goddamn round. Sub 100 TPE uh, in the first round. There's only one player that's sub 100 TPE that went in the second round. (laughs) So um, I think part of that is Instant Rockstar's bias toward me. He's like, I love Jardy um, more than he should. Really, I, I haven't really done a lot to earn his admiration. I suppose I treat him decently. Um, <laughs> I like, I like the guy. Um, I think it's insane, maybe, that he picked me a tenth overall. Again, maybe not necessarily, because um, he doesn't want to compete this year. Like, he doesn't need a hundred TP player. 100 TP, 100 plus T P player this season um, so he's effectively, this was a next season investment which might have been savvy but also he maybe could have traded down and <laughs> did the exact same thing um, maybe got an extra draft pick because I don't know if anyone uh, I don't know who was looking at me in the first round, possibly no one I don't know, I was getting lots of interest but I mean looking at these guys around me like nobody was below 150 TPE. <laughs> no one, yeah, nobody below 150 TPE went until 16th overall. Um, so that's probably more where I, a guy could have expected me to fall otherwise. Um, but I don't know. I think a perfect, a good, uh, a good side by side comparison is me and Taylor Morning, who went 18th overall. Um, and that street Streetlight, or as he goes by, Scoop, uh, Scoops player. Basically identical. We returned, like, on the same fucking day, or within a couple days of each other. Uh, we're both old as fuck members. He's even an older than fuck member than I am. Uh, we're both max earning at the moment. Um, the only real difference is, is that he's a lot more timely with his post, bleh, point tasks, um, he actually posts them probably at the beginning of the week Whereas I am doing mine on Thursday, then Friday And then who the fuck knows I still have I still have all the rest of my point I haven't done anything this week, it's Friday um, Whereas this guy, being a fucking hero Posting his graphics on, oh just kidding May 15th, you naughty naughty boy He hasn't done anything this week either What a fucking, <laughs> a fucking idiot Anyway, that's that's more. I was expecting to go a little bit closer to streetlight. I was not expecting to go first round. Um, but yeah, like I said, maybe it's a not bad first round pick investment for next season. But I think he maybe could have uh, got a little got a little more creative there potentially. Ha, ba, 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 ba. Moving on to 11th overall, Saskatoon's first pick at the draft is Luke Johnson, Leroy Johnson rather. And if, yeah, didn't he go? I talked about him already. He was one of Moscow's pick. It's in the third round. Uh, now here he is going late first round in the VHLM. Uh, right after him, the Ottawa Lynx, which I'm actually just now noticing their new logo. Uh, it's very nice. Uh, it was Shane Lazeski, who was also kind of like a late third-round pick, I want to say. Um, and then, yeah, I also talked about Darth Kaprizov, first pick, going to Mexico City. I like Mexico City's picks. Um, I think they're doing a nice blend of this year' competitiveness and next year. And I think that's the theme of the next couple picks too. We got um, Tobias Reinhardt in uh, going to the Phantoms, 14th overall, and Umi Numi Num going 15th overall to the Rush, uh, both 160-150 TP players, uh, both active, but um, sorry I called them omni num auto num num both, both pretty active guys, uh, but not like earning at an insane rate, I find it unlikely, at least at their current rate, that they are up in the BHL next season, so they're getting two very good seasons out of those fellers. Uh, and then to 16th overall, which is where I mentioned I maybe should have been going, we've got uh, Jake, I think his name's Jacob Rask. Yes, it is. That was a very clever pick by uh, by Dakota Lamb in the links. Because um, once again, you've got two, two very good seasons out of a goalie. Um, they didn't even have any kind of goalie before this, so that is exactly what they needed. Um, I think he's an active enough guy that uh, that they'll get some real good use out of him. 17th overall we had nathaniel minion um who recently (laughs) apparently had some kind of drama on the discord i don't didn't go i i didn't see any of it not that crazy active on the vhl discord just because there's too much that's going on at any given moment um so who the fuck knows where this would have happened um never mind what happened uh but he's like i'm stepping away but also Maybe only for a little bit, uh, but maybe not at all. Um, <laughs> so uh, I'm glad he's not stepping away, presumably. Uh, and that was a, a good pick. Uh, and then yeah, at 18th overall, Philly got Taylor Morning. Yeah, Philly is looking extremely strong this year because they had one more pick in the second round. They got uh, Ron Gorgonzola, uh, the user Ron Gorgonzola. And Ron Gorgonzola um, is uh, logs on each day. is not posted a post bit he isn't posted a point task, um, but he is active frequently and he does his press conferences. So that is um, that's your six T P um, per per week, um, at least. So That's going to be... Philly's going to be strong this season and uh, quite strong next season, too. Especially since they just traded for our best fucking player in Miami. Uh, I'm going to start jumping around a little bit. Uh, So at 19th overall and 22nd overall, uh, San Diego drafted Pippo Coca and Alexander Rivers. And I just want to say I'm excited for those guys because, like I said earlier, or maybe I didn't, again, it's technically taking me longer Think about how long this point task is and consider that I'm pausing it and looking at shit all the time. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I'm excited for those guys to go to the Marlins. Um, I, I think Thad and this gang can do a lot of good for them. They are kind of right at that TP level where they're, um, yeah, could be performing really well in the BHLM. And I think uh, I think the squad over in San Diego can kind of help them elevate their game a little bit. Uh, so so that's exciting for them. Next up at 20th overall, we have uh, Miroslav Sarov, Tisarov, Kesarov, uh, going to the Halifax 11 uh, Billionth. Um, and, and Miroslav is a player who came to Houston with me last season off waivers. Um, and yeah, he's a, he's a pretty active feller. Um, I just read a fan 590 that he posted who was like... That was along the lines of lots of teams contacted me to draft me but it ended up being fucking rory who didn't talk to me at all uh and the only interaction i've had with him is when he defaulted on his contract on me last season but we'll see how this goes i think it'll go fine um but i hope uh, i hope rory and the gang are able to keep him engaged keep him active um and yeah uh, that'll be, LFX is a perennial contender, it fucking seems, uh, and they got one of the better players, they had second overall, so they'll be, uh, they'll be, they'll be probably strong this season. Uh, 21st, my marauders got Robert Stutzel, who's been awesome, uh, and I highlighted him uh, in the Calgary draft, but uh, that was pretty solid of Tina, and Tina and Rockstar to get him where they did. Uh, I covered gorgonzola going at 23rd and rounding out the second round is Bob Beach uh, user big Bob who's got 92 TP currently he doesn't appear to be terribly active on the forums um, but he's seen well I mean he got 40 TP since he created so I mean he must at least be active on waivers um, <clears throat> and something tells me that's probably the case for all the future players so I won't go crazy in depth um to the rest of the draft i'm sure i'm missing some honestly great picks in fact you know what let's do a little do a little lightning search to see uh to highlight to anybody holy fuck links had so many picks in round three uh let's let's see if there's anybody um who i think was a steal and i mean the very next pick was uh, jacob brozik which is wolverine's player and i've seen wolverine quite a bit around the boards um and so even if he's not like necessarily earning TP, the fact that he's around, uh, I think there's a lot of potential there. So that was a solid pick by the by the dogs. And speaking of the dogs, they got uh, Big Bob at 28th overall, or sorry, Baby Bob rather, uh, from the user Baby Boomer, and he's been pretty fucking active since the draft. Um, he made a post about it on Tuesday. Um, he replied to press conference. Also on Tuesday, Wednesday, he posted a media spot. Yesterday, he was doing uh, uh, what the fuck reviews. Um, so fuck. Just in this past week, it looks like he's probably close to maxing out or maxing out. So to get him in the third round, you know, after after a few fellers who are not maxing out, uh, was was awesome. So good work, Zetterberg. You fucking piece of shit. Zetterberg is a new guy. I don't I don't know him that well, but I do love swearing at him and, and making fun of him and, and calling him a piece of shit, which is a sign of respect. Um, so if I don't call you a piece of shit, it's probably because you actually are one. And I will highlight the next pick, Deegan Rust, um, not because he's earning a lot or that he was a savvy pick, uh, because I recognize Spade Eighteen. He is not an old or he's not a new member, um, and he apparently tried to create a fighter and is disappointed that he's not fighting. Uh, looking at his stat distribution, yeah, fifty checking, sixty fighting. He can still skate. You, my friend, have fallen into the motherfucker sharp trap. Um, I think I built him basically the exact same way. And I don't know, he got Pims eventually, but yeah, less than you'd expect. I find it incredibly yeah, incredibly strange that Matty Takala uh, dropped to 31st overall in the third round. He had 154 TP at draft time, which is 100 more than the very next pick by the very same team. Um, and also 100 more than the previous pick. Uh, I don't think he had, I don't know, maybe he was inactive maybe hadn't logged in for a week at the time of the draft is possible he hasn't posted a shit ton since april so that checks out he had a reapers press conference on april 21st and then he posted a sig on sunday (laughs) so um that worked out well for the reapers who once again looking a little scary this season But I think that kind of wraps it up for notable picks. I'm sure there's some guys who will come back and surprise. Everyone's still logging in, so it's not like they're gone. Um, Las Vegas, I think, does win the award for most meme picks. I see they picked a guy named E in the fifth round. And just uh, from what I know, just from kind of cursory glancing around, that seems to be some kind of trolley meme that's going on in the VHL. Uh, I see like Red Sus just will spam E around the board. Someone just made a player called E. Um, they drafted a player called Taxivator in the sixth round uh, with 36 TP. Uh, same with at 60. They got 69th overall, which I'd be willing to bet they traded for from Minnesota. Uh, and they drafted a guy called Shrek. Um, none of these people have logged on for like a month. Um... But, yet, uh, the award for memiest drafting goes to the Las Vegas Aces. Pretty fitting for a Robbie Zimmers-flavored team. They can also get moved. But, yeah, I think that's going to about do it for my draft. And, honestly, that should fucking about do it for this podcast. I'm at an hour long. I don't, I don't like posting real long podcasts. This isn't my best work. I regret that. I need to do more podcasts that aren't me, like, analyzing things, because I'm not good at analyzing things, particularly. Like, I'm too new. I don't know what the fuck's happening anymore. Um, it's better when I just have stream of consciousness rants about uh, about some real shit. About the real shit, you know? You know what it's like, the real shit. And I know that I hinted at uh, going over trades earlier, but like I said, I'm no good at it. I will go over some VHLM trades, maybe. Um, I guess for VHL trades, I was just going to reference the fact that Blade Maiden got signed and traded to Seattle Which I think she historically does not do Um, But Yeah, she's she's chasing wins. Um, I don't know if she wanted out necessarily I mean she was looking to win. Uh, She didn't quote uh, being disgruntled with with the uh, What the fuck? What's his name? Razor signing? Razor hiring. I know she's friends with Emmy, and Emmy apparently hates Razor enough to retire and then recreate. Which I'm looking forward to see how uh, she or they—not sure what she goes by, they go by. Anyway, I'm looking forward to the they are due with their next player. Um, and yeah, that that drama was disappointing, to be honest. I mean, it's it's good drama whenever you retire a player and recreate, but I was hoping there'd be more of like a onboard whiplash. Uh, But unfortunately everybody was pretty classy about it. Uh, Razer didn't have any public comment. Emmy didn't even have any public comment. Uh, They just retired and then recreated. Um, And just everyone else was like, oh, but uh, I didn't go far beyond that. Unfortunately, I was hoping for some fires anyway looking at the two trades in the vhlm since the season has started uh minnesota and mississauga did a deal that sent mix soonish in a fourth round pick to minnesota um, and mississauga got russell dixon in a third in return this was kind of a bit of a sideways trade like a more of a timing trade whoa look at that patrick lane sick very nice anyway um yeah, so Mix Soonish, they're, they're similar players. I don't know how active either of them. They still log on each day. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's interesting because uh, RJ Dixon is a, let's see here, a Season 77 player with 160 P- TPE, and um, Sunish is a Season 76 player with like 200 and, fuck, what was that? 225 TV so basically it kind of seems to me mixed soonish is just like a season ahead um, a season older but also a season more worth T- worth of TBE uh, so soonish is kind of better for now um, so Minnesota got that and then a fourth round pick which is traditionally a bit worse than a third round pick so a bit of a bit of sideways trading going on there um, and then, Phil, I referenced this deal earlier, but Philadelphia got a first and third round draft pick. Sorry, Miami got a first and a third round draft pick from Philadelphia for Vasily Grigorev. <clears throat> Which, admittedly, I was a little bit disappointed to see this trade. Um, I know that Rockstar wanted to, or this is a rebuilding year, uh, and so he's committing to that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Grigorov was sh- pretty much the strongest defenseman in the league, at least TPE-wise, and just probably just in general-wise. Um, Knox Alpha is, yeah, probably the strongest defenseman in the VHLM this year, as he is, they are n- n- maxed out on, on TPE for the league. Um, so it's good that Miami got two picks for him, but... Uh, I don't know. I think I think we were on the table. We were kind of winning 50/50, um, and a lot of us are improving at high rates. Like Markov and myself are pretty much 12 TP, yeah, 12 TP players per week. Uh, so we're gonna have quite a bit more TP by the end of the season. And like I said, Coldex is doing amazing. Um, so you know, if we just pick up you know one early season very active waiver player. Uh, and our goalie, Oilman Dan, uh, we get him staying active, uh, we could compete, like, we certainly wouldn't be favorites, but, uh, it'd be doable. Um, but looks like all our chips are down for next season, um, so hopefully myself and Markov don't, uh, play ourselves out of the league, or earn ourselves out of the league, which, yeah, I don't know how possible that is necessarily, but it might be possible, it might happen, it might not which I guess if it gets close to happening, we might get dealt to a contender, but I don't know. Late season market's pretty tight. Uh, but yeah, shame to see him go, but uh, makes me excited for next season and to set a bar this season to kind of uh, exceed next season. Uh, and I think next season will be pretty cool with a little more... We don't have a ton of roster players right now. Uh, hopefully we can pick some up anyway. Like I know... It's a bit of a conundrum for VHLM GMs if they're rebuilding uh, to pick up players. Because, I don't know, players want um, to win, usually. So if you're specifically not trying to win, um, it makes it hard to be like, oh, should I claim this player? Should I not? I think ultimately they should. Um, Anybody we claim gets a lot of ice time and a lot of opportunity to perform well, even at lower TPE levels. and honestly, yeah, I think it's—I think more important than sending a new player to a competitive team is—is uh, is fostering them. So I think you know, I hope we claim some guys, and I just uh, gently stroke their hair in the locker room and talk about how great next season will be, <laughs> uh, all while pumping their tires and uh, trying to raise their draft stock this season. So that's my goal for this season. I don't really give a shit about pee pantses individual success it'd be nice if he put up some numbers but Whatever, it's still early on. Uh, I don't think he's been updating the sim. I noticed he still had 98 fucking tpe In the sim, even though I have like 30 more since then Uh, And even more once I post this shit Uh. Anyway, not that I'm about doing the bare minimum, but I am a solid uh, 20 minutes overboard uh, for my four weeks um yeah, this hasn't been my favorite production. I I thought I'd do better, but hey, whatever. Um, thanks for listening, if you did. Um, I'll get get my man Audian uh to play you out. Um, and yeah, be sure to to turn into the Chode Soads. That's my weekly podcasts. Um, I guess I'll need to record one. I don't know right away maybe today maybe i'll do it on the road yeah i might honestly have to do it on the road on on monday um i don't know i'd like might find myself occupied this weekend ha huh. alas as i said thanks for tuning in and as always go fuck yourself bye bye